0: Welcome to Talks at GS, where leading thinkers share insights and ideas shaping the world. Today's conversation is with Tony award-winning actor and singer, Leslie Odom Jr. from the smash hit on Broadway, Hamilton. Welcome, Leslie.
1: Amina. Hey,
0: it's great to have you. Before we get into Hamilton, maybe you can tell us about your childhood how you got into acting and singing you were born in queens you grew up in philadelphia and you ended up on broadway We'd love to know the steps that took you there
1: oh man it's um it's actually looking back you know it always things always make sense in in hindsight and looking back i actually find it really easy to pass on advice whenever young people ask me that you know how how do i get to where i want to be and as for for me, plain and simple, it was it was love. And I don't mean that in a in a Pollyanna um, way that makes you inactive. I mean, you know, when I'm talking to young kids, I'm like, if there's something, if there's somewhere that you want to be, if there's a if there's a a, a profession, a skill, a, a, just a, a, an idea that you have that you love, it's um you love it with your whole heart. You love it, at, you know, as a verb you dream about it, you talk about it, you find other people that love it too, you read about it, you think about it, you write about it. You you know, you just, you, you, if you love something hard enough, eventually it will love you back. Not always in the way that you expect it to, or, you know, in the exact way that you envision, but in the way that you need, is my experience. I um, grew up, I was, I had a little bit, of, you know, talent and stuff, and, and so, um, people would throw scholarship money at me. You know, if you're a boy in the arts, if you're a young boy in the arts, you know, they're like, please come in here and we need, in in ballet class, we need somebody to lift these girls up. You know, if you sing a little bit, you act a little bit, you know, there were people that were willing to pay for my training essentially. Um, So I I got great training when I was coming up. And um, there was a show that came out when I was around 13 years old called Rent. And that show changed my life. I thought, I never envisioned that I would be in, TV and movies or anything like that, I, or show business at all for that matter. I wanted to be in rent. That's all I wanted. And so I just loved the thing, you know? I, I I talked about it, dreamed about it, knew everything about the show and the cast members and stuff. And when they came to Philadelphia, I was 16 years old. I went to an audition, um, an, an open call, cattle call as they're as call as they're referred to. And uh, there were like 800 people that showed up and um, 800 hopefuls. I ended up getting a spot in that show on Broadway. I was 17 years old when I went into Rent on Broadway and that changed my life. And so I, I you know, when I'm sharing people, my experience, my experience is that, you know, it's really about, um, <laughs> loving something with your whole heart in the purest way that you can. And eventually you will find your way as close to it as you're supposed to be.
0: When you read Hamilton, you were, I think, had a, a significant TV contract that you were in at that time. And you asked to get out of that contract so that you could play Aaron Burr and Hamilton off-Broadway when it started, so it clearly spoke to you in a way that was significant. And Aaron Burr spoke to you. What what
1: was it? Well, it was just a it was just a tremendous piece of writing. Like you know, this this is what I do. Like like you know, in the in the way that you do when you when you really dropped into um, a, a profession, um, you you learn how to spot special things you learn how to spot early talent young talent or you know and, and Lynn I don't mean Lynn I just mean the show the show was in its early stages but I could spot there's something different about this and without t- being too disparaging on the TV show that I did that I was doing for NBC I'll say we ain't here talking about that TV show. <laughs> you know the, the TV show didn't have <laughs> the same thing that that Hamilton had. It didn't you know it was it was a TV show it was it was uh, many, many multiples of what I was gonna get paid to do Hamilton. You know, every now and again, there's things that are more important than money. There are e- things that are even more important than money. And this show uh, was one of those things. I thought that the the value of it, um culturally, you know, was uh, in a different world. and then and then I have I found Mina, I have to say that working on it, you know, I was using all my training, every everything that I'd learned. It was asking everything of me, things that um, uh, things that I love to do, and things that I've never done, things that I never even thought I could do. Um, but it was it was making me. There was something about it. It was it was balancing me. It was making me a better friend. It was making me a better husband. It was making me a better citizen. It it was. And, you don't, how do you walk away from that for all the money in the world, for all the money in the world? How do you walk away from something that is making you better?
0: So a lot of people are going to be able to experience Hamilton for the first time on Friday. It's been one of the hottest and most expensive tickets on Broadway. And there's going to be a transition from theater to film. How do you feel like that transition is going to be received? And also, can you tell us why we moved up or why you moved up the um, release date?
1: Well, um, you know, Broadway, there's, there's, our beloved Broadway is dark, you know, for, it's gonna be dark for, almost a year you know they just announced that there will be no performances in broadway houses until at least january of next year i think they went on you know they went dark in march um so i just i think it was and you know, there was a wise decision that was made at disney to um it's not the way we planned but every, you know what we're all doing is um trying to dream a new dream Okay, well, we can't we can't do it the way we planned. What can we do? What 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 can we offer? What can we do? And I think it was a it was a wise decision. It was tough, you know, because I wanted to. I I always envisioned that we would get to celebrate this thing we made together. That we'd get to be amongst each other and you know clap each other on the back and lift each other up. And oh my God, I can't believe you did that thing. And I never saw that. I never saw you do that. That's so amazing. So we won't have that experience, but we'll get something even greater than that, which is that we get to stand in the gap right now for, uh, for the theater. Um, we get to provide people with... It, um, it, I mean, Hamilton means a lot to to a lot of people, not just us. We get to give people that <clears throat> at a really trying time. Uh, we get to, you know, provide that for people. So I think it was, it was a, obviously, I mean, you know, Not that I had anything to do with making the decision, but I think it was a wise decision. And we're all just trying to make the best of this time.
0: Absolutely. So you played Aaron Burr. You once um, suggested, and I I think you might have developed a little bit of sympathy for him, because you once suggested that um, none of us wants to be judged by our worst act on our worst day. We consistently judge Burr for that. He was not a perfect man, he wasn't a villain, he was just a guy, he was just a dude. What do you think that he should be remembered for that people tend to overlook?
1: Oh, good question. Um, well, I mean, I, I I, should say, you know, I, I, I personally have compassion for him because I played him, you know. Um, it's fair, you know. I don't need. I don't need to make some big grand case for why you need to love or respect Aaron Burr. You know, I think that um, at this point, you know, especially in you know, the nature of tragedy in the theater, is that there, um, you put two. Uh, two opposing forces on a on a you on a course that they cannot get off you know and in a theater it's like you know when you go see a really well done production of Romeo and Juliet those two those two young kids should come on stage so full of life and hope and love that you that you sit in your seat and 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 wish ridiculously you know you wish that it and it turns out differently this time. They don't have, it doesn't have to end in the way that I know it's gonna end, right? It's why we watch our same movie, the, our favorite movies again and again. We know the way they're gonna end, but we take the ride again and again. So in the nature of this tragedy, Aaron Burr is a powerful symbol of, um, of what can happen... <clears throat> when even a moment gets away from you of what can happen of how your whole life can be can be remembered that the, you know that that all the good in your life that the, that history can sweep away all the good in your life because of one fatal error you know and i and i don't think i think if you exhumed those guys right now i mean i think that they would call that an error you know what happened in Weehawken. I, I bet if they could change it they would. And so the value in what they can teach us now is the fact that they're these powerful symbols, the fact that you can you can stop in a moment in your life and and I, I can take a breath and I don't I don't have to go that way. I don't have to make that decision um, to burn it all down in a moment of of passion in a moment of um, Ego, go, or, you know, that, that you can make a different choice.
0: Hamilton's been described as America, America then as told by America now. Um, what do you think audience members might think about Hamilton seeing it now versus even seeing it three months ago?
1: Mm. Well, Um, I think that, for example, you know, a line like, you know, when you watch Lynn and David slap fives, and, you know, you hear them say a line like, immigrants, we get the job done, um, that you never divorce your experience as an audience member. The thing about the theater that's wonderful is that It's about Alexander Hamilton, but it's also about Lynn. David is up there playing Thomas Jefferson, but but you're also watching David, you know, where you can't, you're not really separating us from those moments that you're watching. So there's a, you know, it it meant something. It, It meant one thing watching them have that moment Five six years ago, it means something different now. Um, when we talk about when we talk about the the our immigration policies, when we talk about the 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 way that we talk about um, immigrant contributions to America and the fabric of this society, so those things the meanings change um, based on the time that we're reviewing the work. Some of that I'm gonna. The audience is gonna have to tell me, they're gonna have to tell me how the meanings change, but um, I also know in a you know in a moment where the you know the movement in the streets is really um, a large movement in the streets is about the value of black life, about you know, people in the streets screaming black lives matter. Um, There are people that have an experience of, I didn't have this experience, but I I do know people. There are people that don't know any black people really personally. You don't feel like they, there's no black people in their circle, there's no, there's not a, there's not a close black friend that they would consider an advisor or a trusted friend, a trusted advisor, or someone that they could bounce things off of, someone who they might have a, an interaction with who could make them think of something differently. And so I, um, um, there's a part of me that that weeps for somebody with an experience like that to be honest. You know, I, I just I had such I had such a different experience. I was made better because of the experience I had growing up in Philadelphia where you know, if if there was if I had a problem or a, if if I made a a, a, a wrong move right publicly, about at a, as a middle middle school, if I'd made a wrong move and I, and I felt like I needed to check in with like, you know, did I, you know, is, am I being insensitive, you know, to, to white people in this situation? I had five six seven eight nine ten 10 white friends that I could go ask, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of white, there's a lot of my white brothers and sisters that don't have, don't feel like they have that. They don't have. 10 black friends. So think I have 10 white friends even today that I could go ask, you know, you know, I've got, I've got Asian friends. I've got, I've got, I've got friends that are women, you know, that I, if I, if I felt like I made a mistake, you know, there are women in my life that I could go to and say, is this, is this, did I mess up here? You know, anyway. So there's something about in place of that, for those people, and while they're in process of making those inroads and developing those relationships, in a way, Lynn, David, Renee, Jasmine, Anthony, me, <laughs> this ensemble of people, and they develop a relationship with us. There's a way, there was, there was a time I'll say, you know, that's the power of entertainment. There was a time, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but we've come a long way. But I remember when and there was a whole lot of people they they felt like their only gay friend was you know Will and Grace like that you know Jack and Will on Will and Grace those were the only <laughs> gay people they knew so so that so those images were powerful and what they put on that what they put on that series what they talked about that was that was some people's portal into what it was like to live a, to live their lives a different way. They didn't know then about their gay uncle or their gay aunt or their transgender nephew or transgender cousin. You know, we the conversation has moved forward, but I'll say that. I'll say that I know that, you know, Hamilton also, we stand in the gap as people, um, you know, might not have a person that is dear to them that looks like me. And so sometimes we... We're those people for them you know what I mean and that's a, and that's a powerful thing it's a powerful thing like you know that, that those are the images that are coming into their home and you know I certainly am very proud of that representation you know um, and and they and they follow us they follow David they follow Lynn and they you know they develop powerful relationships with us in a way you know and it and it changes it maybe changes the way they think about Black people or people of color or when they see you know certain things in the streets, I hope that that they that they think of us. you know because I'll say this, I'll say I said all that forgive me for rambling. I said all that to say, I'm no different from George Floyd. I am no different from George Floyd. and I say, please don't wait for the police to kill me to care about my black life. Please don't wait until I'm murdered by some cop to care about my black life, my black life matters. And so that's what I mean. You may not know George Floyd, but you know me and you know Lynn, you know David.
0: That is powerful. How are you using your music, your platform to really talk about these important issues right now?
1: You know, Jay. Um, I don't know if Jay Z. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if Jay um, said this first, but I heard him say it. Um, that there is this goes for any of us, man, in any profession. Jay said, "When you, I'm paraphrasing, um, but when you have the courage to and the willingness to stand in your light and be all that God has created you to be." Right. Just, just, just that, like just Mina, just you sitting, you know, just you being as powerful and thoughtful and courageous as you can on the daily. You inspire someone else to do the same thing. You inspire someone that's watching you to do the same thing like that. You liberate someone else just by being liberated yourself. You know, that's what we, that's what we project on these people. That's what people project on, onto Beyonce. That's what she inspires people to do, you know, to be that free, to be that bold, to be that beautiful and confident, you know? And so, um, you know, you end up being an av for somebody. So, you know, whenever I'm making a project, I'm super proud of the last record that I made, um, have Beyoncé sales yet, but I'm very proud of it. The album's called Mr. All Original Music. I'm always thinking of I'm always thinking of the young brother that's watching me. I'm always thinking of the young, you know, there's some there's some young Leslie Odom Jr. watching me. I know that because I would have known about Leslie Odom Jr. At 13 years old, I would have known about him. I would have cared what he was doing. I would have watched every move he made, and I would have let it inspire me. So I don't take it for granted. You know, every project I make, I don't take time for granted. I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. Um, so every project I make, I'm like, you know, what if this is the last record? Not to be, not to be that, you know, to be morbid, but you know what I'm saying? We don't know. You know, what if this was the next record? Let's, let me say everything I want to say. Let me make sure I say it as well as I can say it so that the record speaks for itself. So that some young kid, even if even if he doesn't discover it right now or she doesn't discover it right now, you know, when and if they look back, you know, they can see that I lived as fully, that, you know, as I possibly could, that I told as much truth as I possibly could, that I, that I, was all that i could be you know um that's so so it's like there are there are policy makers and people that are out there doing that big work that needs to be done you know for societal change god bless them that's not everybody's work that's not everybody's ministry some people you know there's work that you can do right you can be an activist right where you are if you have hiring power if you have the power to mentor someone, if you, you know, there are things we can do right where we are, the way we raise our children and what we tell them, what we, what we tell them is important, what, what books we put in front of them, what entertainment we show them, there's activism we can have in our home. What food, what restaurants we take them to, to expose them to different kinds of cultures and the value of, of, you know, of of a full experience on this planet, the art we give them, all that stuff. There's activism we can do everywhere we are, all over this thing, Because, because the systemic racism is held up all over our society. Tell the right you know, we're talking about it in entertainment. I'm sure you guys are talking about it in finance, they're talking about it in real estate, they're talking about it in the medical profession. It's happening everywhere. And so the question that we all have to ask ourselves is, how am I allowing myself to be used to prop up a system that is that is not fair? You know, you must and you must answer that in the in the private contents of your own heart. You must answer that in the private content. You know, you know. There's things we can do right where we are.
0: I hear you. Um, taking it back to Hamilton for a second, uh, the the it was very different than traditional theater in the sense that it was hip hop, it's soul, it's R and B, um, and you know, it's, it's it just connects with people. What were some of your favorite songs?
1: oh well satisfied knocked me flat when i heard satisfied for the first time just knocked me out at the storytelling you know if anybody you know there's we have helpless there's helpless and then there's satisfied they're a little you know they they are a little sweet um and helpless tells the story you know in, in a you get swept away in this story about alexander meeting um alexander meeting uh, a woman at a party, and that woman at the party says, you should meet my sister, you know? And she introduces them and they fall in love and there's this love story. And so, and you're, oh my God, I'll be, you end up at their wedding. You started how they meet, you end up at the wedding. And then at the toast of the wedding, we go back in time and we revisit that meeting. And you see that they had a spark, but she knew that her sister she she makes a she makes the the decision in that moment that even though I'm you know feeling I'm feeling a pull here, I'm going to introduce him to my sister for whatever her reasons might be, you know, but but that that selflessness, that regret, that generosity, that pain, like the fact that Lynn could cram all of that into a couple of stanzas of music. I had chills thinking about it. I mean, you know, as as a fan of the theater, just as a person who's seen quite a lot of theater, I was just knocked out and um, and that's just one song. So that Little Sweet and Wait For It is probably, probably the favorite song that I got to sing. But there's also Dear Theodosia, you know, I couldn't believe that the same writer <laughs> could write. I couldn't believe yeah. that just that one guy could write. That opening, we'll wait for it, and De- dear Viola, like astonishing. Yeah.
0: And and one last question: Was there a part in Hamilton for you personally that you felt you really stretched, and you're really proud of of how you delivered that we can watch uh, on July third?
1: Well, I'll say this, because it was four years ago that we shot it, and and that was after. 500 performances as Aaron Burr. So there's part of what I, what I watch. I don't even recognize myself sometimes in that movie. And like, you know, I mean, we were in a, we were in a place. Like bro, we had, you know, we had drunk the water. We drunk the cool, like we were, we were vibing in a way that like, we couldn't just jump back into that right now. It's like, it's, we were, you know, it was a very specific time. Um, And so when I look at Room Where It Happens, I'm like, I'm just glad that somebody filmed it because I, I don't know who that is and I don't know <laughs> quite what he's doing, but it's fun <laughs> to watch. And it, and it's, you know, it's like it, there's there's some stuff so room what it happens is like I I was I was super nervous, you know, as it was coming up and like when it happened, I was like, I I don't know. It was it was a cool experience to like not recognize myself uh from time to time.
0: Well, we're going to be excited to watch that on July 3rd. And thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a wonderful conversation and, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Right.
2: This podcast was recorded on July 1st, 2020. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part or disclosed by any recipient to any other person. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute a recommendation from any Goldman Sachs entity to the recipient. Neither Goldman Sachs nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty, express or implied, as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information contained in this podcast, and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed.